Hello, and welcome back to Clarity Combos for Wedding Pros podcast. I'm your host, Aislinn. I am so excited to welcome you guys back and to get into today's episode. So if we've never met before, I was a luxury wedding photographer for 13 years, and I retired last year and became an intuitive business coach. So now I help other women in the wedding industry create a lot more money in their business and a lot more fun in their lives. And I love what I get to do. But when I was a wedding photographer, there were some things about my process that I freaking loved so much. And one of those was my sales process, the process that I took my clients through from them finding me wherever they found me all the way through booking. That was like one of the most amazing processes that I built. And so today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing my sales process as a luxury wedding photographer. This was the sales process that I used, and I'm going to share kind of a high level overview with you guys today. So thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to the podcast since the beginning. If this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you for being here. And I just wanted to say like a huge thank you. I think I start every single episode like this, but I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast, to everyone who has reviewed the podcast. It means the world to me. This has been such an incredible medium, and I'm just so excited to share these different things with you. So let's get into today's podcast episode. And we're going to start here. This is the sales process that I used when my minimum wedding investment was somewhere around seven to $8,000. So it was not something I did back when I was in the like $3,000 range or the $5,000 range. Uh, this was definitely something I did later in my career. And it was built on so many years of experience of how I liked to do sales calls there were so many different seasons throughout my wedding business where I didn't do sales calls. Um, I would just send like pricing in an email and then people would book me, which was totally fine. Um, but over the years, I started to recognize that one of my biggest gifts was connection. So if you're like me and you love connecting with other people, but you don't have a great sales process, this episode is going to be so, so helpful for you. So I used this process when my wedding investment was somewhere around $7,000. I also used this to close wedding clients at the $10,000 and above mark. And the thing I love so much about it is that it was detailed, intentional, and it was focused heavily on client experience. This is an overview today of my process, but if you want to dive deeper into my whole process look at things like my email templates and the scripts, you're going to want to send me a DM on Instagram because I am creating something very special very soon. I also would love to help you with your own process. So one of the mistakes that I see a lot of wedding professionals making in their sales process is that they're not able to clearly define their process and articulate it. So if you get nothing else out of this episode, I want you to think about how you would explain your process to a client during a consultation call. So I just want that in the back of your mind as I'm going through today's episode. I want you to think about how would I explain the things that make me different on a call? How would I actually go out there and say, this is exactly my process and this is what makes me different than other people that you're looking at? And also, how do you take care of them throughout the client journey? Can you explain that in a very short and precise way? And if you are not driving, I would love for you guys to write down, um, because I want you to write down all of the stuff that comes to you during this episode, because you're going to need it when you start doing sales calls and you start implementing some of these things. All right, let's get into it. So 
We had a multi-step process. I think a lot of wedding professionals have a very like short process when it comes to booking because you get so many inquiries that you start to get kind of jaded as to like who you're talking to. And you don't have like this clear process of like, you know, step one, two, and three. So over the years, yeah, I had a lot of inquiries coming in, but I still took them through this process. And I vetted the people who I was going to be working with because I wanted people that I aligned with and I wanted people that aligned with me. And so if we want that in our businesses, we have to have a clear and intentional process to take them through. Otherwise anyone can get through. And then you have, (laughs) then you're stuck with those weddings that are really, really difficult because you guys don't align whatsoever. So the first part of our multi-step process for the sales process is the inquiry form that was on our website. So when people wanted to hire us, you know, sometimes people would send me DMs on Instagram. Sometimes people would ask me at, you know, networking events or um, other places that they would find me. They'd be like, Hey, like I'm getting married in six months or I'm getting married in a year. What's your pricing? Like, what's that look like? And so what we would do is we would send them to the inquiry form on our website and on this inquiry form. I don't see a lot of people doing this. So if you aren't doing this, I recommend you try it and see what happens. So on the inquiry form, we had two different drop downs that were really useful. So of course we had like the, what's your name? What's your date? All those different things. But we also had a drop down that asked people, what's your planned event investment? So like, what are you planning to spend at your actual event? And then what is your planned photography investment? So in the inquiry form, if somebody filled this out and they were super far below our planned photography investment, let's say that you know, our minimum was 8,000 at the time. And someone put that they were looking for $2,000 for their planned photography investment. We knew right then and there at the inquiry form process that we might not be a good fit. We might not be aligned. And in some cases, this was just not having the education around what it costs for wedding photography. And sometimes it really was the top of their budget and that's all they could spend. And both of those were perfectly fine. But for someone like that, we would send them an email back. Like we had a template email and we would ask them things like, is your um, event budget flexible or is your photography investment flexible? So either way, let's just say that they had the correct number. Like they had the number 8,000. They could meet our minimum. Either way, we would send them a template. And this was a template email that we had personal like details added into. And we would send it back with this quick questionnaire and a roadmap of their next step. So either way, we were sending them through a process. So one of the things that we would send them is a quick questionnaire. And if they didn't fill out that questionnaire, I was not getting on a call with them. Because if they didn't want to do that, then they weren't invested in the process. They were just looking for prices and that's perfectly okay, but I'm not going to get on a call with somebody like that. So we had this question on our little tiny questionnaire that we would send back to them. And it would say, working with Aislinn and William, my husband was my second shooter at the time, working with Aislinn and William is a minimum investment of $81.90 for local coverage. That was one of the prices I had at the time. Is that something you're comfortable with? So we were asking them in the questionnaire, are you comfortable with this? And if they said no, we wouldn't get on a call with them. Um, If they said no, we would send them an email back that would basically say like, hey, it sounds like you're not comfortable with this. And we would either send them a referral to someone else or during certain times in my career, I had an associate package and we would talk to them about our associate. 
So the next step in our process, so we've gone through the inquiry form at this point, we've sent them a questionnaire that has a couple of questions and asked them if they're comfortable with the investment. The next thing that we do is schedule a consultation call. So the consultation call was really cool. And I'm going to set out like exactly what we did during the consultation call. But before we had the consultation call, we would send them a process document. And this process document just had kind of an overview of working with us. And it was so helpful. It was so helpful because a lot of our clients would get on the actual consultation call and they would talk about the process document. They'd be like, oh, I love that you guys have this, this, and this in your in your like process. And I was like, yeah, I love it too. And I also love that you're coming to the consultation already knowing what comes next and already knowing like what you can look forward to. So once we sent them the process document and we did the consultation call, we actually would get on the call with both the bride and groom or bride and bride, groom and groom, whatever it was, we would get on the call with them. And then we would also ask if there were any other decision makers that needed to be on that call, because sometimes it wasn't the clients that were getting, um, it wasn't the clients getting married who were the ones who were paying for some of the things. So if it was like a parent or a godparent or whatever it was, they would be asked to come to the consultation call as well. Sometimes they weren't there and that was perfectly fine. And sometimes they were, but we wanted to invite them and make sure that they got to be part of the process as well. So during the consultation call, the very first thing that we would do is we would start out with a casual conversation, just talking back and forth and making sure that we can have like a normal conversation. Because I don't know about you, if you've ever gotten on a consultation call and just been like, yeah, I cannot converse with this human across the table from me. (laughs) Like it's a little awkward. So we would make sure that like we were both on the same page with, you know, how we work. And we would also give them a roadmap at the very beginning of the call of what we were going to do during that call. So during this call, we would do things like discuss, we would discuss like their vision of the day. We would also discuss their needs. We would talk to them about things like albums. We would talk to them about things like rehearsal dinner coverage. And we would ask them things like, you know, are there any family dynamics we need to know about? And we just kind of talk about all the different things that they are kind of expecting because we want to make sure that we understand their expectations. And then at the end of the call, I would let them know that I have plenty of information to create a proposal. And the next thing that we're going to do is schedule a proposal call. So the proposal call is anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And I let them know that this is not another hour long call. It is a very quick call to go over the proposal that I've made, the custom proposal that I've made and to make any changes that need to be made. So after the consultation call, we would get off the phone. I would immediately go make the different custom options that I have come up with at that time. And in order to make a custom proposal, you have got to know what your numbers are for different things. Like you need to know what your albums cost. You need to know what rehearsal dinner dinner coverage costs, whatever it is, you need to know what it costs that you can create a a custom proposal. So if you currently don't have that information, I highly recommend just open up a Google doc right now and write it down. Like just like write it down. What does an album cost for your clients? What does rehearsal dinner coverage cost? What does um, whatever extra like upsells that you have, like what do they cost? So we would schedule a proposal call sometimes, I would say like 
one to two days later. We really tried not to um, make it too long in between the consultation and proposal call, but our clients are very busy people. Um, so a lot of times we would do this on like a Thursday, we'd do the consultation call. And then on Friday, we would do the proposal call. So we tried really hard to do it back to back, but that doesn't always work out and that's okay. So during the proposal call, quick 15 to 30 minute call. These are not long at all. I would create a custom proposal page with one to three options based on what the clients told me during our consultation. So I would have one option that was always the minimum option. It's the, you get in the door with us. If you want to add anything on later down the road, that's totally fine. But this is what it costs to work with us. And then I would always have one that had maybe albums if they said they were interested in that, or maybe it would have rehearsal dinner coverage if they were interested in that. Um, And then I would have like a everything package because sometimes people just want to splurge and you have got to give them that option. Sometimes I only had two options. Sometimes I had three. It just depended on the client, to be honest. So before the custom proposal um, was actually like the consultation itself for the proposal call. Sorry, that sentence was very convoluted. The proposal call. Before the proposal call, I would send over 45 minutes in advance. I would send over the proposals. So I would send it in a URL um, that I made through my website and it would have the client's name um, on it. And then it would have the two or three options that we were going to talk about. So that was 45 minutes in advance of the proposal call. I would actually send them the proposals. They had a couple minutes to look it over. And then during the 15 minute call, we would go over any options and we would go over any questions. We would go over all of the different options in detail and make sure they really understood you know, what our process is, what it looks like to work with us and really kind of paint that picture again. And if they had any questions that came up overnight, we would be able to answer them. And then sometimes I would do a booking bonus if they signed the contract within 24 hours. It just really depended on the client. Um, But most of the time I would do a booking bonus and that looked like a whole bunch of different things. Um, It just depended on like what the client like had for options, like as to like what I would make um, a bonus. And then after that, the clients would sign the contract and pick their option. And then my normal workflow would start with emails and touch points throughout the client journey. So this is just one piece of my process for when I was a wedding photographer. There were other pieces that I had, you know, like we had sales for albums and we had engagement sessions and we had different processes for those. But this is just a very tiny overview of what my sales process looked like. And I really just want you to hear that this was my process. Your process can look completely different. This worked really well for me and it worked really well to vet my clients in this way. And they felt, and this was so cool. I heard from so many of my clients that they felt so seen and heard during this process and they felt like they knew exactly what was coming next. And for me, that was always such a big deal was making sure that my clients knew exactly what they were getting and exactly what was coming next for them. I would not have done this when I was charging $3,000 for wedding photography. Um, I didn't have as detailed of a process when I was charging $3,000. At $5,000, I wouldn't have done this process. I really waited to do this process until I was getting into luxury weddings. And I knew my client experience needed up-leveling. I really needed to give my clients a process that was detailed and intentional from the very, very beginning. So if you are currently up-leveling, even if you already are charging, like whatever you're charging, if you're currently thinking about up-leveling, you need to think about, is my sales process doing me any favors? Or is my sales process like too short? 
Is my sales process not detailed enough? What is your sales process doing right now? And if you're currently struggling with your sales calls and feel that they're not doing you any favors at all, I would love to help you create a process that works for you. This is something I really love helping clients with. And so many of my wedding professional clients have me take a peek at their sales process so that I can see the gaps in it and I can see where they might not be showing their best work, or they may not be showing how they are different from other wedding professionals. So before we hop off this episode, I want you to reflect on a few questions because I really want you to kind of let this sink in. I know that was a lot of information all at once, and it really was a very high level overview. There were so many more things that we did like script wise. And like, I have so many Google docs of like how we did these different things, but this was just a very high level view of what my sales process looked like. But I want you to think about these questions. Number one, do I have a clearly defined sales process? Do I have a clearly defined sales process? Number two, if someone asked me to explain how my process and services are different from other wedding professionals, could I do that? If someone asked me to explain how my process and services are different from other wedding professionals, could I do that? Number three, If I raised my prices right now, does my sales process reflect that up level? If I raised my prices right now, does my sales process reflect that up level? Number four, what did I hear today during this episode that I want to implement? What did I hear today during this episode that I want to go and implement? And number five, do I need help up-leveling my sales process? Do I need help up-leveling my sales process? If you are saying yes, that you do need help with your sales process, you need to be in spaces like my signature program, Success Accelerator Program, which is going to be getting some very big upgrades soon. I'm really excited about it. There's going to be some restructuring and there's going to be some new trainings that are going to be so awesome. I'm very excited about it. This is a space where you get to ask questions like this. You get my eyes on your business and you get my eyes on your sales process and not just like the overview of your sales process. You can literally ask me questions about how to make it better. I can help you with scripting. I can help you with email templates. All those things are things that my success accelerator program clients are able to ask me because it is kind of a medium proximity space. And I really just want to end this podcast episode with just a little bit of a tiny pep talk because I did a pep talk episode a while back on the podcast and you guys freaking loved it. (laughs) Like you loved it so much. Um, I've had so many people comment on that particular episode. And if you haven't listened to it, it's probably like three or four episodes back. It's called um, the one where you get a pep talk. And it just really was such an amazing episode. So I really want to end some of these podcast episodes on a pep talk note so that you can have a little bit of pep in your step today. So here's the pep talk. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I am so freaking proud of you. I don't care how much you charge. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you think you're not far enough, long enough. Like I, I don't care. I am proud of you as you are. Whatever you're doing right now, I am proud of you as you are. I don't care whose wedding you just photographed. 
I really don't care how much you charge. I don't care who you know. I don't care who your coach is. I don't care what your revenue was last year. I don't care what circle you're in. I'm proud of you. So freaking proud of you for pursuing your dreams. You got to keep going. You got to keep going because we need more people like you out there making the world a better place. And don't for a second think that you're not making a difference. Every wedding professional out there, you're making a difference. You really are. I know you have big dreams. I know you know that you're meant for more. You got to keep going. You got to keep pursuing, pursuing those dreams. I'm proud of you. I really, really am. And I just want to say a huge thank you to every single one of you listening out there. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It is my deepest desire that you will listen to these episodes and feel the changes that you're making are just helping the world, you know, and making the world a better place. And I am, I'm so proud of you. So until next time, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope you found this helpful and you can always find me over on Instagram. And if you look down in the episode notes, you can find a couple links on things that you can join right now. Have an absolutely incredible week and I will see you guys very, very soon. Bye.